you like. Welcome back, Freddie Yoko. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, dude, man? This has been a long time since we've done one of these, it feels like. I know. I, I get excited about doing them, as you know. Yeah, I think there was like two people who asked me about when we were going to do it again. You were one of them. So, <laughs> I actually had three or four people ask me about it, but and that's why I always bring it up to you, but you're like, uh, I can't do it today. I can't do it tomorrow. Maybe next week. Da 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 da. So, you know what? I am a very in demand individual, and and therefore my time is limited. It's just it's just the truth. I I, I enjoy that that you're like that because I feel like that I'm all the time. But with the church soccer, I was happy that you took over a lot of the stuff that I used to do. <laughs> I didn't have to deal with any of that stuff, and I was excited because I was like, I don't know what to do with myself, but except enjoy the Saturday mornings with my niece now. Well, my granddaughter, not my niece. I have decided to pawn that off on someone else next year. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a very tired individual. Are you a tired guy? No. Do you feel tired ever? On Fridays. I feel it at the end of, end of the week. Gotcha. I, I think midweek. It hits me, and then and then by the weekend, I'm usually like, "All right, let's go, man." And then it hits me again midweek. But you know, the weekends are, are what you live for, so it's good to have that energy at the weekend. I think. Well, the only thing tiring to me these days is having one kid that you never had to fuss at or yell at. <laughs> I know where this is going. As an athlete, and this other kid which is my younger boy is very intellectual wants to question everything and is so laid back. I just want to kill him. And when I say kill him, I mean it. I'm just, I don't want to kill him, but I want to strangle him because, you know, you and I both know, you know, if you're a coach, your kid is the last person that can be lackadaisical, not coming to practice because he's got a hangnail, that kind of stuff. It just, how can I be mean to these other kids and have respect for, you know, get respect back from these kids and earn your respect if your kid is not doing everything that you're asking kids that you don't have bloodlines to? I get it. I get it. So I also want to strangle your kid. Yes. And I'm <laughs> so, a, and I feel like if you yell at them, it comes better coming from you than me because then I look like the obnoxious dad. Yeah, it's it's tough, you know, like – uh it's tough to yell at your kid almost more so than it is to yell at my kid. Mm-hmm. And I, now, I, yeah, I'm the same way with your boy. Noah. I, I tried to yell at him a couple of times and I was like, you know what? I feel kind of bad. 
remorse, remorseful. That's okay. Noah gets enough yelling at from me. Honestly, though, he's he's getting to the point where I don't yell at him as much, which is probably a good thing. I still I still get on him. I mean, but he he's kind of hitting a little bit of a stride, and it's making it a little bit easier. Thank God, because I think half my beard has turned gray from him and Tyson in the last two years. So it's definitely a much needed break stress wise. I need a break already because I am at my wits end with this boy. My well, wits end. I can tell you it's, it's funny. Cause you know, your kids are funny things. Cause you know, Noah's real laid back. And then on the opposite end of that, I have Tyson <laughs> and Tyson is not Jennifer sends me a text this morning and she's like, you know, we have a climber. I'm like, okay, great. Uh, cool. He's alive, right? Nothing broke. She's like, yeah, that's good. And then she sends me a picture. And I kid you not, there is like a four-foot dresser drawer in my bedroom. And he is standing on top of it. Just like, what's up, dude? Like, chilling. Just like, what's up? You know? That's a, record yeah, that's a little, like, whatever. that's a hard comparison because you're talking about a toddler versus a 13, 14 or preteen. So I, I'm comparing preteen to preteen, how, you know, my kid was at preteen versus yours is a toddler versus a preteen. But it, what I'm trying to say is, is that kind of stuff never happened. Like Noah, Noah's always been like the kind of kid is like, oh, you want me to, you know, go shut that door and lock it? Sure. You want me to do this, that? Tyson is going to be the exact opposite, like, Hey, look, there's a 30-foot tree over there I can climb. I'll wave to you from the top while your back's turned and laugh at you. And then be perfectly fine, but just come on, nurse. Well, you'll probably have to strangle him in high school then. Probably. I'm just – I'm hoping that – If you make it – if you make it that far. Oh, man. If uh, if I make it that far. <laughs> if, he, I'll, if I coach him, it would be something else. I'm just worried about keep, keeping it in his pants, man. I'm already like – scared about that with that kid like i'm just like oh god this kid is not going to control himself well in in being a dad and having the kid on the high school team when when you have noah there it's almost to the i know this because it happened to me when you have a parent yelling at you all the time and you're now you're in high school you've been yelled at your whole life but with sports so it's in one ear and out the other i don't even acknowledge certain noises that come from people that have coached me all my life i just forget about it and that's how it's going to be when noah gets there and when tyson gets there and i know gabe's going to be the same way he just like it's going to be just white noise oh noah's different though man like for you wait to wait wait till it gets a little older and you'll see i promise you no it's, it's i'm telling you he's a different he's a different kid he takes everything i say to heart so like for him I think that's what's made him a little bit better too, is because of the yelling at him and the way you know I got on him. Like I'm riding, I ride him harder than most people, and everything I say he takes to heart, and like he just doesn't ever want to disappoint me. So that's gonna change. I, that's gonna change. I'm telling you, I promise you. I've watched all these high school kids have their parents go to all their games and coach them, and that you and you saw it with Melissa, you saw it with Kaz. You, you see it with these kids that have grown up with their kids, their parents coaching them, and eventually he's going to say, shut up, Dad. <laughs> he's going to say that to you. <laughs> well, 
we're comparing me to two very different individuals as well. Right. <laughs> when the two names that you dropped, yeah. two very very different individuals. I mean, Brian, love him to death, but he is uh, he's high strung, and uh, and Brandon's very laid back. And then uh, the other one, yeah, the other one. So we'll just leave it at that. But you're high strung, and I'm high strung. I am high strung, but not like Brian. Like I Brian. think I'm more like Brian than you are, but you're not far behind me. <laughs> are you saying I'm intense? Yeah. Well, there's no other way to be. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. It's funny because everybody else that always, you know what, you know what's funny is all the people that are listening to this. Nobody knows us soccer. Everybody knows us as you know. I mean, that's that's probably more about our personality than anything is the fact we're soccer coaches. But nobody knows us as that who watches us so right everybody watches us on the vinyl podcast or uh, on the vinyl shows on vinyl live tv we're all kind of you know for the most part we're joking around and being stupid which is i mean the big part part of our personality as well but nobody ever sees the intense part of us so they're probably like what are they, what are they talking about like i don't i don't know how they could i don't know how they're visualizing that in their well, head it's you a, know what i mean it's i've always been that way i've been like a a switch comes on when it comes to sports. It just does. And I've been that way in any sport I've coached or played. It's different. I don't hear anything except what I'm thinking. And when I'm thinking, I'm yelling. And when I'm yelling, I'm instructing. And Lynn, if you, if you ever hear me yell at you, it's usually instructive. And if you know that I'm mad at you, then it's not instructive. You'll hear me yell at you (laughs) in a different way. Mine is usually not instructive of a mailing. But, but you know, <laughs> I, you, 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 <laughs> it's instructive, but it's, it's got some major lines of criticism. Right. But you've it. heard me, coach. I mean, you know, I'm yelling, hey, yeah. move your, you know, move for this, do that, 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 you know, I'm yelling at them instructively. And that's the only way I, that's the way I only, that's the only way I know how to coach. I don't know how to coach subliminally. I don't know how to talk calmly when you're on a field. They can't hear you, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, both you and, and I are tuned into the game and we want to win. And I know the kids want to win. And the, if my best way to get my their attention is to yell at them instructively on the field, that's the way it's always worked for me. And I'm not saying that works for every kid. They don't respond that way sometimes, but that's the only way I know how to coach. Yeah, it's almost, I mean, coaching is almost like therapy, man. It's like you have 30 different personalities and they're all different and you can't coach them all the same way so it's, it's it's almost like management and trying to get these personalities to click and mesh and i think that's why i'm so excited about this season it's, it's so different you know with what we lost and what we've had to deal with this year is like getting ready for the season but i'm pretty excited about it just because it's such a different group than what we've had the last four years i mean it's it's almost like star trek the next generation like you know same same go around but now we got picard I don't know where that analogy came from, but it's just, it's the same thing. We know what we're doing. It's the same formula, but it's just a different set. It's kind of interesting to see how it's going to work. I almost wish you didn't say Picard because I stopped watching Star Trek when he came on. Are you kidding me? It's not. I just, I couldn't get into it. Dude, dude, Picard is better than Shatner. You better watch your mouth. Hey, the Big Bang Theory Uh -uh. says it's true. Uh Uh-uh. They said Star Trek or Star Trek The Next Generation. And they're like, Star Trek, but Picard. (laughs) 
Picard's awesome, dude. There's never like any spinoff. The new Star Treks are better than all of them, though. The other remakes, yeah, they're pretty good. You just like because Beastie Boys introduced. I mean, you got it was pretty sick. It was pretty sick. You know, everybody. Oh, Star Wars better. I've said. Well, have you checked out the Star or the Star Trek new ones? You know, with Chris Pine. No, I haven't seen those. Well, you may not be a Star Trek fan now, but if you watch them. You may have some interest in it after that. For sure, the first, the first two at least. The third one was okay. It was, but uh, the first two, especially the one with Khan, I, it was pretty. I love the edginess cool. to it. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, what's his name? J.J. Abrams directed. Man, he doesn't make a bad movie or show. Well, he did do the Last Jedi, didn't he? Go. Uh no no that was way well, completely different. He did the first one and the last. The last one, one was not good. The Rise of yeah, Skywalker. That, yeah, I was disappointed yeah. in that one. Ah uh, yeah, I think it was because it was just that that new trilogy was all over the place, yeah. man. It just was. Anywho, I feel like we're just <laughs> rambling on different things that have nothing to do with anything that we were. That's all right. Um, so I grew up in the eighties, and. If you ever remember those three ring paper binders, not the Trapper Keepers, you would make these things called slam books. I don't know if you ever heard of these guys, uh, how how they got banned in school. You weren't allowed to do them. Kind of like pencil break. You weren't allowed to do pencil break in school. Yeah. Wait, you, ever, you ever play pencil break? What kind of Nazi regimen did you grow up with? I, well, you pencil break? Tell me you could do paper. We football. did do that. But pencil break, because what like happened that. is – Money was involved. There's absolutely no <laughs> money was involved with the pencil breaks. So I think that kind of killed it. But let me tell you the slam book thing. What that did is call people out and cause drama. So we're going to do like kind of like a slam book thing with our top albums of each genre. But the slam books, you know, like, well, who do you think is the cutest in your class? And you would list like this chick or this chick or. Windy right, cool. and then you go. Well, who you think's the least? <laughs> Do you know who that is? Oh, oh yeah, that it's is, from right? uh, Sandlot. Okay, okay. You just breezed right over that, like. Well, you know, like, I oh, guess Wendy. because everybody should know who that is. So I wasn't like you're. I'm, you're talking about a baseball person, of course. I know that that name. I was. It just it. You breezed right past it. And I was like, you, you did catch. The I apologize. Right? Yeah, he dropped it like small. So. You would say, okay, well, who is – you would say, what do you rate this person at as far as looks? And then what happens is everybody gets gets to go through the book, and then they start seeing, why did you say this about me? And why did you think I'm a five? Or why did you think I'm a seven? And I can't be- – and then it would get to the teacher and then the principal, and then slam books were banned. I mean we had them going on for like a – and that principal really hated when she was called a five. <laughs> Actually, I think our principal was closer to a nine when she she was a model uh, at at Fishwar High School. I mean, at uh, Fishwar Elementary. I know, wow. I know. She had like, uh, what do we call her? I think you're like, I will sit in your lap for story time. <laughs> she was a model though. It was crazy. Um, now I don't, I don't think I call, thought her she was attractive, but I, I've heard the rumors that she was a model before she became a principal at Fishwar. So, anyway, so let's go ahead. You want to go ahead and start? Let's, um, well, I didn't get all dressed. All right. So, let's, let's do one where 
the top country LP of all time. What was your favorite? What's your all-time favorite LP? A country of country. Uh, you know, I didn't prepare for this because I'm a bad podcast. And I gave you the now. list. But if I, I if I had to pick, if I had to pick my favorite country album of all time, it would most likely be Garth Brooks' No Fences. If I had to pick, and that, that's kind of generic. Let's go different. I'm going to go, I would say mine would probably currently would be Cody Jinx Lifers currently. Let's go with that. Let's okay. Different. That is different. It is. It's much different. I, I think yeah. mine is Randy Travis and Forever and Ever Amen. Always, always and forever. forever. Good choice. That album Good I can choice. play on both sides and goes all the way through and there's not a bad song on it. Definitely a good choice. I would say, and if, if we're allowed to go non-LPs, um, you know, like if you're getting into some of the country from the 90s, um, Tim McGraw, his, his second or third album, the one that had uh, Indian Outlaw and uh, Don't Take the Girl and, and all that on it. I could picture it clearly in my head, but I can't think of the name of the LP. That, that was, was really his good. first album and, with Don't Take the Girl. That was actually his third album. Um, the other two just weren't. Maybe I mean, they came out of nowhere because that was his first big hit, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely his first one that took off. But that was his, um, it was actually his third album. Little known fact. I remember hearing that with, we were at a pool hall and I've heard that song and I heard only part of it. And so we, I'm getting in the car with my uh, girlfriend at the time. So you obviously went home with Google. No, they didn't have Google then. <laughs> that was, it was, a, it was so a joke. So we, I forgot how we, You're I like, think we bought the CD and uh, we're sitting in the car and that song came on and we listened to the whole song and we both looked at each other and she had tears in her eyes. And I was like, she almost made me cry. I was like, man, that is a sad song. I said, I can't believe I love it, but I love that song. Uh, you know, you were, you were like, I like it. I, I want some it. more of it. <laughs> uh, I want some more of it. So, you, you tried really hard, Freddie, but you couldn't. I could not. It. Here's the shocking thing. So, I went and looked at a couple websites. Her titties. <laughs> 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 uh, what is wrong with you? I don't know, man. I'm tired. That one's that one's getting. Yeah. I hope no. No kids were listening to this podcast today. So I went to two or three different websites um, for top country album of all time. And Billboard had listed Shania Twain, Come On Over. And I looked at it. I'm like, this has got to be a mistake. There's no way. And then I looked at the titles of my song. I was like, you know what? It might have been, man, because I remember line dancing a couple of songs on that album, it was always on the radio. And whose boots? I mean, whose bed was your boots under? That's what, what's the name of it? How, how's the song go? <laughs> whose boots have your? Ah, I can't remember the song. Whose boot has your bed who's... been under? Those yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Long legged Louise. Boots. I remember that that line. But I remember that song was real popular. But there was about five songs on there, and that was voted the top 
country LP of all time. Yeah, it's those first two Shania albums were really good. I mean, I'll give her credit; those were those were entertaining, no doubt. All right, so let's go to the next one. Uh, moving right along, I have top grunge LP of all time. I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Okay, so my top grunge album of all time is gonna be Pearl Jam Ten. When I looked it up on Rolling Stones. It's probably not a surprise. Nirvana, Nevermind came up as the first title. So mine's 10 with Pearl Jam. Nirvana with Stone, uh, with, was Rolling Stones who won. And that's a great album. And I don't know what you've picked. Uh, if it was possible to pick Nirvana unplugged in New York. That would be mine. However, if it wasn't, uh, if you couldn't pick a live album or a compilation, I guess this is kind of what that would more fall under. It would be never yeah. Um It changed music for me. Yeah, so, I, w- I almost would say the first, I remember watching, I'll tell you this. I remember watching um, Headbangers Ball and they played um, Soundgarden. And after this song came on, the guy said, it was the ball-headed guy, I forgot his name. He said, and there you have it. There's the end of your hair metal bands because this is going to take over. And he wasn't wrong because after that, it was grunge for the next five to eight years. Um, from- and it should have lasted longer. Grunge was such a good genre. And it just it kind of morphed into some other things. Did I say Soundgarden or Allison Chains? Uh, I think it's Allison Chains. But I, it's, I'm pretty sure I meant Allison Chains. Allison I'm sorry. Chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they morphed yeah. afterwards. Soundgarden. All right. And I, you know, another album that I'd put up there a lot. Um, I, I know you're not a big fan of it. It's Temple of the Dog. It's mm. a great mm. album. Say hello to mm. heaven. Oh man, such That's a good right. album. I know you're I'm not. Fan. I'm not. And a lot of people at that time weren't either because they bought it. And I can't tell you how many people were disappointed in it. Oh, yeah. It was the repress that actually, you know, they repressed it after they took it off because people, you know, started hearing Cornell and, and Vetter and they're like, wow, this uh, this band's pretty good. And there you go. Also, we didn't, we didn't mention this. Um, we were going to. Give out a, uh, we're going to give out a record, but we didn't even discuss it, Brandon. What was going to be the question to ask our audience from a previous show? And I don't, <laughs> you, well, have you, you have one off the top of your head. Well, here, here's, here's the question there is a band that started out and Temple of the Dog did their album in tribute to them. What band was the tribute to? Do you know? The answer is Mother Love Bone. After their singer um, overdosed on heroin, um, Temple of the Dog came out, and that whole album is actually. You actually told me that, and I forgot. 
That's how much you listen to. Well, me, I just forgot because Mud Love Bone doesn't doesn't you know correlate with Shangri-La. Uh, Shangri-La? Did you hear Come me? On, what bro. question are we going to ask? We got to figure out something to ask. No, the they need to answer it to us um, on our message board. Yeah, but they already have the answer home. now. Oh, so yeah. You want to figure out. Oh well, now we're on a horse of a different Wizard of color. Oz. Yes, All right, we so are. we'll we'll, okay. we'll brainstorm that in a second. It. Let's go to the next one. All right, oh, no, here we go. What is what is Dawkins' third LP? Name. I thought we were doing something that related to our podcast, not. <laughs> oh. In that case, I thought we. Yeah, so you don't remember this conversation at all. I do okay. remember this conversation, but I'm misremembering this go. conversation. You know, I think we are about the most unprofessional podcasters. We should rename this the Unprofessional Bearded Podcast. Very unprofessional. Very raw. Absolutely. <laughs> We are so unprofessional. That's what makes us great. <laughs> it's like hanging out with two really uneducated guys, minus the six pack of beer, maybe plus some, some random red line. Yeah, that's what it's like. How about yeah. this? All right. So, whoever answers the question, I'm going to pick a record out. Brandon will pick out a record from his collection. And whoever answers it, on our uh, bearded vinyl page, and we'll put the question on the bearded vinyl page as well. Um, we'll send you those records. And I'm trying to think of a question. Uh, <laughs> you sound, you well, how about great. this? How about the? And then you are. How about what? What animal? <sighs> what? <laughs> that's I a good question. Good okay, question. so. What animal farm did we run into on a pick and actually scored a great record lot? But we weren't going to do that until we made friends with this guy that sold this animal. And it turned out to be kind of buttering this guy up to, because at first he wasn't going to give us the lot. He wasn't going to give us the price that we wanted. And then after we made friends with him, talking about the animals that he had, he kind of gave in. And we worked out a deal. So it worked out. But it's one of our uh, craziest picks we've ever been on. And if you can name the animal that was involved with that, we'll put the question on our Bearded Vinyl Facebook page and then answer that question on there. And uh, we'll send you the records. We'll get you information. I would like to No, no hints. Oh, here, here's the hint. It is not a panda. <laughs> I hope that helps everyone. All right. Next question is the top metal album of all time. And my top metal album of all time is Guns N' Roses. <laughs> That's, well, not metal. <laughs> That's not metal. It's not metal. But it's kind of like to me... Yeah, That's it's hard, hard rock, rock, but I don't have a category for hard rock. Um, if I do hot, if I do, if, all right, if I do hard, if I do metal, then I would say the Black Album by Metallica. That's my favorite album. Okay, I give you that one. That's a good one. That's a really what good is one, and what is yours? 
Man, this is a tough one for me. This is a really tough one. Um, Master of Puppets is definitely up there for sure. I think that's Metallica's best album, in my opinion. Um, I mean, if you could count the S&Ms, they're really good as well. I, I'm not going to pick that. I mean, it's it's up there for me. It's top five. But, man, it's a Tool album. I just – I don't know which Tool album I would pick. I love – I don't think there's a Tool album. You got to pick one. You got to pick one, dog. If I have to pick one, man, it's it's really hard for me right now not to appear, uh, not to pick Fear Inoculum, which is their brand new album. But I'm maybe a prisoner of the moment um, because it's newer. Ah, man, I'll say Lateralis for classic ability. Lateralis was really all great. right. So, so we have Lateralis, the Rolling Stones. And it wasn't a surprise to me when I saw it. It's uh, no, this is this is, and it, and can I can I sure. go back a second? I would. Oh, it doesn't count as a compula a compilation. I would I would say. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Never mind. Forget. All that. right. It's so Rolling Stones has voted "Paranoid" by Black Sabbath, which is no surprise. I mean, that album is dang good. Dang, it's still good, and this is in the seventies, so it's it's a classic, yeah, it's, man. It's, it's a classic. It's almost a classic metal album that you have to have in your collection. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I do. do. You have it in yours? Okay, good. That's I. I actually, yeah, I do. Me. I do. I actually, I actually had a bunch of, of Black Sabbath, and I sold a bunch of it off, but I kept that one um, because that was one that I really liked. I mean, I like them all, but. I really like the Paranoid album. For sure. No, that's a good that's a good one. I would say Paranoid and Volume 4 is really it is. good, too. Volume 4 is really good. Oh, man. I mean, I don't know. I just I listen to Sabbath, play Sabbath all the time anymore, which, I mean, or, you know, that's kind of cheating. But it's and great. that one, that one's so, kind of up yeah. to me. Like it's kind of hard for me to judge as a metal album because I feel like it's hard rock. It, and you know, Sabbath kind of falls in that uh, category as well. Hmm. So I mean, hard rock and metal are so closely related. Like a, a lot of times, they get misinterpreted for each other. You know, like Metallica definitely is more like a thrash metal, speed metal kind of band, but. Like if you ask a lot of people, they just I know. Like and, and, and if you ever watch Burn Show, I get confused because there's so many levels of metal, like thrash metal, speed metal, goth metal, heavy metal. I, I can't keep up. All of it, screamo. That is there. Is a screamo metal? Is that what they call it? I don't know. But yes, I mean that's screamo would be like emo. Yeah, with I just screaming. there's so many levels of it. I just get lost. It all runs together to me. I'll tell you one that you would actually like a, another one that I didn't mention, but this is probably again, one of my favorite metal albums of all time. But it, what's actually funny about this album is it's not really metal. It's actually almost more like an acoustic album, but, uh, and, and it's funny cause this band opened, it's like, they're one of those bands where it's like, 
they got that like crazy scream voice but they did this album called damnation and you would like it you would like it a lot actually probably if i had a bet um but it actually, actually you know what let's let's take a quick peek at it real quick i'm gonna i got if it's shouting i'm not gonna be bit. into it it's it's definitely not this is Give it about a 30 second get. Actually, considered that metal, right? actually sounds like alternative, like new alternative to me. Yeah, it, it's it's great. It's like one of my favorite metal albums. This uh, so good. What is what is um, uh, Anthrax considered? Yeah, it would be so. I know. I mean, sure. is it considered? I, I, yeah, I mean, you can make, flip a coin, man. You ask one person, they're gonna say hard rock. You, you ask another person, they're so gonna say metal. I listened to Anthrax, and it was by accident. Um, be- <laughs> that's how most people listen to well tracks, the first time I ever gave them a chance is when Flava Flav came on and it was they did a compilation with Anthrax so Public Enemy and Anthrax did a song called Bring the Noise and it was fantastic I was like oh my god this is awesome they got the drummer there he's like just going at it and then bring the noise you know and it's like bum, bum, and he starts rapping and stuff and I was like this is a tight little compilation. I've never seen this kind of before. And then I listen to Anthrax. I said, you know, they're not that bad. It's just not something I want to drive in the car with. But I mean, I can I can deal with it, and it's not that bad of music. See, that's that's where we differ. Is I love listening to metal when I drive in the car because I can turn it up loud and I freaking jam out and I get wherever I'm going pretty quick. It's it's awesome. But I will tell you this. I don't listen to Anthrax. <laughs> uh, I don't like them. I think they're Gotcha. Overhyped. All right. So we think Anthrax overhyped. I, if you haven't heard that song, Bring the Noise, have you, Brandon? I've heard of I've No, no. Have you heard that Anthrax. song with Public Enemy, though, Bring the Noise? It sounds familiar. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's All right. give it a listen. Well, this is not bringing that definitely. Let's see how long it takes you to name this. You got to pull up Public Enemy and Anthrax. Hmm. 
That's Rob Zombie. That was Rob Zombie, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's Dragula. I uh I don't know what happened. That's all right. To the we song, can we can cue but, it out uh, on the way out of the know. show. Yeah, we'll we'll cue it. But I believe I have heard. Rob all right, Zombie. so yes. Hairband LP, top Hairband LP. Rolling Stone says, "Def Leppard hysteria." What say you, sir? That's not a bad pick. I'm actually interested to see where you go with this first. Oh, man. When I was growing up, Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet was my favorite album. You know what? I will go with that and and say that's a really good pick. Man. Yeah, that's a really, really I'll tell good you how pick. good it is because we were on a youth – mission trip not a mission trip we were on a we're going to youth camp for church and that song we played for at least two hours straight everybody loved that album just and i don't think i thought about it as a hair band i just thought it was good music and then it ends ends up being a hair band so (laughs) i i think that that album is one of those albums too that you could still play to this day and and people would be like yeah, this this could that is a bar. big ten four. I concur on that. I, I think it's good. I, you know, I will typically agree that that was probably one of the better. Yeah, that's probably one of the better ones ever. I would also say that Motley Crue "Shout the Devil" should be up there. I would say that uh, Pump. By Aerosmith was really big for is me. Is that hair metal though? Or hair? Is that hair it's not metal. A hair band? It's, it's a hair band. I don't know. I don't. I kind of. Yeah. I kind of put them as classic rock. I get you. I, I could. I could go with that. Um, I, I said shout the devil. I would. I would definitely put that up there. Hysteria is mm-hmm. definitely got to mm-hmm. be up there for sure, which we mentioned. Um, you know, I'm. I'm just now getting into these guys. But they're more metal too. But but Skid Row's. Uh, I think they were kind of hair band too. Yeah, they were great, man. I, I never really listened to them until you know I found some of their albums, and you know it's it's one of the cool things about the records and and doing them is you're going to find a lot of stuff that you do like that you never really hair, get a chance before. Exactly. Um, what's funny about the hair band stuff is they have all these great songs. But every single band that was a hair band had to have a love ballad on it. Every single band did. I don't ballads are legit, huh? bro. Ballads. I'm serious. They legit. had to have one. You had you to survive as a hair band. You had to have one of those love ballads. <laughs> hey, Freddie. Every rose has its color. <laughs> so every metal band has. All right, color. we're gonna go to my wheelhouse now. Oh God. Source. Hip hop and mandatory.com. I was conflicted on this because everyone had listed them one, two, and three, and they were all mixed up. And I'm, I don't agree with them because I like the 80s rap just as much as the 90s. And so they have Illmatic, Nas, which is, uh, don't get me wrong, that's a top five rap album of all time. They had Tupac, All Eyes on Me, and they had Notorious. With ready to die, all of those were one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. They were all mixed in. 
My favorite album of all time is Beastie Boys License to Ill. I just love that album. So and I love these. I have all these albums that we just spoke that I just talked about, the Tupac, the Elmatic, the Nas. Elmatic, Elmatic is actually probably regarded as one of the best albums of all time. And when you talk to anybody that's into the 90s rap, it just is. This is one of those albums that a lot of people say the chronic. A lot of people say doggy style, but that's I know oh, the true hip hop people will say Illmatic. Almost every list is going to have Illmatic in it. So, what say you, sir? <laughs> what say you, sir? <laughs> I was ready for that one. Um, Eminem Recovery, best rap album of all time, in my opinion. I think for me, it hit home at the right time. Uh, I was going through. I mean, it, it's a personal album for me, honestly. I was going through some junk. I was drinking like a bottle of liquor every two days. And when I say a bottle, I don't mean like a, a small one. And I put the bottle down and started running. And every time I ran, I listened to Recovery. Um, and it's not a short album. And I ran from start to finish. And a lot of times started over. And it was the album for me. It kind of like got me back on the right direction. So... It's maybe a personal thing, but well, man, that was that well, and then home. you know, music is supposed to be a personal thing. It always, it's always going to bring up. Well, I was with Katie Sue when this song came on when we were dancing, or or <laughs> I was going I through some Katie issues, Sue. you know, in my life at that time when that song came on. You're always going to relate music to your personal, and that's what music's supposed to do. It's supposed to correlate. With, it may be something different to the artist. But it may be something different to you, and that's what's cool about it. That's what it's what brings people together, and that's what that's why you see all these live albums. I mean, these live bands. That's why you see all these people together, because it bring it brings people together, and everybody has their own little reasons why they're there. But they're there because they love the music. For sure, I mean, and then just on a on a dumber level, uh, two thousand one was also one of my favorite albums uh mainly because i like to yell smoke weed every day <laughs> um but other than that that was that's pretty much the only reason i liked it but no it's uh, honestly that had nothing to do with it. i just thought that was hilarious when i was in high school never even had seen weed in my life <laughs> so it was funny that this 14 year old white boy would run around going smoke weed every day. Can you imagine Noah and Gabe? Running no, but Lan has uh, heard that song before for sure. Because I used to. Um, yeah. And by the way, folks, you can tell the age gap right now with the rap because he just said Eminem, and I'm talking about the Beastie Boys from the '80s. And and, and I will give you uh, the Beastie Boys is definitely yeah. up there for me as well. That's, it, that's it's one. so funny that's too because the Beastie Boys hate that first album because they were force fed by uh rick rubin, rick rubin with jeff jam and then when they went on their own they're actually their best album to me is paul's boutique, paul's boutique. which which was oh, underrated in the cell charts and now people now like go regard to that one as the best underrated albums of all time rap albums of all time so there you go all right so r&b and <laughs> boys to men too. R and V. I'm not joking. 
That's a great it is. freaking album. But I'm down. I'm bending the knee. I'll make love to you. Not you, but I will listen but, to that song. So R&B is so vast. You know, it could be all Luther Vandross, could be all Jodeci, but it also is rhythm and blues. So it's kind of a, it's, it's, to me, rhythm and blues should be a different genre than this slow jam stuff that they have, like the boys, the men, the Jodeci. I think that should be different categories. It's not, it is what it is. So USA Today has voted Purple Rain by Prince, their first album. Behind that is Michael Jackson. Thriller, obviously. Um, that's my favorite album is Michael Jackson Thriller. You know that. I know that. Jennifer knows that. The whole world knows that I love Michael Jackson Thriller. What's your favorite album, sir? Boys to Men, too. Boys to Men, is that when uh, Ben and Knee? Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. the one we just talked about. Rewind the podcast. What else, what else is on that? I remember that. It's Ben and Knee and... <laughs> Oh man, the whole the whole album uh, as a whole. It's got was, Mama on it, right? Uh, Mama, what's that? No, no, no. That's that's on um, a soundtrack. Um, so it has no, no, no. Look, that Philly's the first album. I thought that, it was actually on that album. Boys and Men's first see. hit was Motown Philly. Yeah, Motown Philly, mm-hmm. and the end of the road was on it. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's got I'll Make Love to You and On Bending Knee, and it has uh, uh, Water Drive on it. I think I'll Make and... Love to You is on their first album, too, though. No, I'll Make Love to You is 100%. I'll grab my album. LPs and look tonight because I got them all. I will I will go to war on that one. And uh, they, they covered yesterday on that one. I remember that one. All right. That's all I got. All around the world. That's the one I was thinking of. Not Motown okay. Philly. All around the world. Um, man, I can't see. Nobody can. Yeah, I'm funny. Not me. A funny There's story stuff. about that. Did you know? Oh, man, what's the guy's name? They kicked out of the band. He had sor- multiple, multiple. How do you say it? Psoriasis. I mean, uh, multiple sclerosis. So. <laughs> he had a skin disease. They kicked him out. They kicked him out of the band because he couldn't do the dance moves anymore. And he, he could still sing, but he's still bitter about it. You can look it up on YouTube. He's still mad about it, how, how they approached it. And they dropped him like a hot potato, man. It, it was the guy that was like, baby. <laughs> sorry. Come back to me. All I, right. <laughs> I always come in with my deep voice and I'd say things. And interludes of the song and make it sound sexy, baby. Yeah, that was the uh, real sexy. It almost sounded like Barry White and Teddy Pendergrass. I can't even spell Pendergrass, <laughs> but I can say it like this. All right, move it along. Uh, pop album of all time. Uh, there's no, there's no surprise of who the winner is going to be on this one because he actually burned them all. <laughs> And I agree with it. It's still Michael Jackson Thriller, hands down, the best pop album ever put together. You know why they say hands down? Because they didn't want Michael Jackson to touch Allegedly. their children. <laughs> What's your favorite pop album? Because I know you don't like Michael Jackson. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite pop album. I gotta, oh man, 
That that would be. You're gonna be like in sync or ninety eight degrees or no, no. Although in sync grew on me as I got older. Or is it in sync or back? Back streets back. All right. What's what's the one our soccer team sang last year? I want it that way. Yeah. Tell me why. Yeah, that was all right. Golly, back uh, pop. I don't even know if I own a pop album. Uh, I almost feel like it's that's an unfair question because I mean Michael Jackson is the king of pop. That's his name, the king of pop. Yeah. So it's obvious. That's an obvious answer. I'd have to honestly. I'd have to look through all my albums to even see if I own. You got a Spice Girls album in your collection. That's my wife. Mm, Okay. (laughs) That's definitely my wife. I mean. I guess country. Shut your mouth. I mean, ah, <laughs> uh, man, this is a, that is a tough. You don't like Britney Spears? To me. Oof. No. I mean, I, I liked her mm-hmm. video. That was a good one. Um, man, I don't, I don't know. I, I, that's ah, jeez. Yes, you have, do. You got to have something yeah. somewhere. I'm, I'm just thinking like '90s, '80s. I I don't know, man. I I don't know. I, even nowadays, like who? Just name some pop bands. I'll well, tell they you. They don't do a band. I mean, it could be like Justin Bieber. Yeah, still not. <laughs> could be the Beebs. <laughs> could be the Beebs, dog. Yes. I used yeah. to not like the Beebs. Oh man. What about? Can we count the? What Red about Hot Justin Timberlake? Peppers? Don't you like Timberlake? Huh? No. No. Freak! No, you cannot put the Chili Peppers in pop. I will crush your face. I mean. California Easy. Kind of pop. Don't insult the Chili Peppers with pop. I hear you. Peppers are alt. Yeah, they are. Oh man, that's dude. I don't know. Can I count? Like we're gonna put you in an absentee ballot on this one. Can I? Can we? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna count it later. <laughs> we're gonna count um, it eight days later. Yeah, we're we're tallying up for Biden. Um, what about the no. offspring? Can we count the offspring? No. I don't know, dude. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think. All I'm right, we're doing absentee ballot on that one. I, I'm gonna get that. Yeah, we'll get All back right. to you on that one. Top. This is the now. This is not me. This is louder sounds. This is the top tens and also Rolling Stones top rock album of all time. Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. Who could it be? I'll let you go first. Oh, no, you're going first. Well, I mean, I have the right <laughs> answer, clearly. All right. All right, I'll so drum go. roll is for the three listings that I had. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon was voted the rock album of all time. For me, Led Zeppelin Four is the best rock album of all time, and I love Dark Side of the Moon, but I like Led Zeppelin Two, and I just flipped a coin. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. Led Zeppelin Four is one of the albums I first was attracted to when I was younger because of Stairway to Heaven, obviously. But I mean, that's a good album. So both of them are great albums. But I, I flipped did. a coin. <laughs> well, 
You lost. The coin lied to you. Yeah, sir. it's all right. Dark Side of the Moon, easily best best album of all time. I've been telling you said you I, I wait 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 wait. I said best rock album of all time, not the best album of all time. No, I, I heard you right. No, best album no. of all time. Incorrect, sir. When it outsells <laughs> Michael Jackson, then I'll give you that. But it's never going to sell outsell Michael Jackson. You know, honestly, it mm-hmm. might because more people are. Mm-hmm. I think more people would be. I mean, people aren't wearing Michael Jackson shirts on mm-hmm. Target. Yeah, so you, know, you can hey. wishful thinking, my friend. Wish, wish you were here. Hey, only all time right. So, go. yes. Question: Blink One Eighty Two. Alternative. Ah. Oh. <sighs> Queen? Mm, that might be a rock one. Or pop. Rock pop, I guess. I don't know. Let's go with Queen. Queen is my okay, favorite I'll give pop you that. band. Or Fleetwood Mac. What about Fleetwood Mac? See, I think that's more classic rock. I don't know. That one's kind of different, too, because they changed when Stevie came in. Yeah. Yeah. They actually... It's almost like when Pearl Jam was grunge, and now they're not really grunge anymore. Yeah, they're they're considered they alternative up. now, correct? And rock and roll. Yeah, I, I think honestly, alternative is grunge. Like, I think that name just morphed. Like, it, it is, it's funny because I think it happened from my generation. Like, when I grew up, I didn't call Nirvana. See, we did grunge. I called them mm-hmm. alternative, and I think it's well. That's what it was labeled coming out of Seattle because Seattle's where it started. All that it was called grunge from Seattle, and so I don't know. Right. Well, it's kind of like right. uh techno music has turned into EDM or or house music. House music is the same. Yeah. Uh, Folks, it's the worst music ever created. Yeah. Did we put that on the list? Because I'll just... No, I'll just say Moby is my favorite EDM or whatever, but I have no idea. I don't like that stuff, so... (laughs) Can I just go with uh, Dead Move 5, the guy with the mouse head? Because that's cool. (laughs) Sure. I mean, I want to go with a big mouse on my head and just get up there. And, you know. <laughs> so the other, the last one we had was reggae, and I don't. It's almost like okay, you got to pick somebody besides Bob Marley, and and because everybody's going to pick Bob Marley, everybody's going to pick Bob Marley for best reggae. They just are, because he's the he's the Bob Dylan lyricist of reggae. He's just the no one can touch him, dude. He's untouchable. I disagree. You, you disagree that there's somebody better than Bob Marley. I I would. I would completely disagree, actually. I think that Bob Marley's best songs are great. I don't think his albums as a whole are as good as some of the other albums out there. And and I'm a big reggae fan. You know that. Like I have, I like a lot of reggae. I think Bob Marley is his hits are undeniable, like Three Little Birds and I Shot the Sheriff and and all, every one of them, all of his hits. I mean, he's and he's got a lot. If you put a compilation together, Legend. which they have, uh, like yeah, and among many other ones for him, you know, like they're all unbeatable. Um, but as a single LP as a whole, I think there are a lot better albums uh. out there, honestly. Yeah. 
I didn't. I, I actually didn't pick an album from Bob Marley. I just picked Bob Marley as just he's untouchable to me. Uh, I, he just right. is, man. I just I don't know. Well, I mean, the album I would go to uh, for one would be Sublime. Um, I think it's much better, honestly, than any of Marley's standalone albums. I have a hard time categorizing um, Sublime as reggae, though. And, and, and it is hard, um, but I mean, technically, that's what they are. But their albums are not um, all reggae. It's not all reggae through the whole song. The whole album's not reggae. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I mean, like you got some ska, you got some reggae, punk. you got a little bit of punk rap. I mean, it's just it's they're. I mean, do, okay, so were you putting them in as a pop band? No, I would put them. <laughs> I would put them in as no, an alternative not. band too, though. I think. No, nah, I think you've got to go I don't know. for alternative. Because, I mean, if you go to the beach on a Friday night and you go to the bars, you're going to hear. Well, that's like bars. saying if you go to the bar at the beach, you're going to hear Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I think uh, the, the Sublimes and the Dirty Heads and that stuff is a newer age reggae. I don't know if it's considered reggae or it's a it's a, it's just a, it's a combination of. Right, that's like saying that. Drake but you can't. But you cannot compare either. Bob Marley to Sublime because it's totally different. It's it's a to, it's a totally different sound. Like I would say, Toots, you, you know, know is reggae, and then you got Jimmy Jimmy Cliff, oh, Peter Tosh, sure, um, and some uh, yeah. Third World, Oswald. That kind of stuff is all reggae stuff to me. That's legitimate reggae stuff. Yeah, it's a hybrid it's reggae. Is what you're I mean, talking about for sure. I would I would also go if you want just pure reggae. Um, there's there's a couple of Re- revolution albums that stick out to me. Uh, Courage to Grow would be up there at the top of them. I think that's a fantastic album. Um, that, you know that it's great. I mean I, I said the Dirty Heads earlier. That's kind of like a rap reggae um, mix. Or you said the Dirty Heads earlier. That's kind of like a rap reggae mix. I think they're there. Um, you can go with a band like Iration. Uh, you could go, man. You can go in I guess, so many different yeah. directions. I, I guess is, you know, since I can't, ass. I didn't pick a reggae album. I just I came up with one on the top of my head. It's UB40's "Labor of Love." That's my favorite reggae album. That's the mm-hmm. only red red wine. That's a it's, great album. It's, okay. it's got Cheerio on it, and it's got any. It's got many rivers across. Um, and we saw them in concert, and I forget how many songs they sang, but. My goodness, dude! I forgot all the hits they had. <laughs> they of course, red, red wine. Was it their closing? Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember what they closed with. I, I would tell you another one that's really good, and it's probably maybe a prisoner of the moment thing again. But uh, Michael Franti and Spearhead's new album is is really daggone. What was that band we had? Um, we, we that pick we had was it, was it the Spearhead? Is that what his name was? Burning Spear. Uh, Burning that was a good. Spear. That's a good album. It's a great so, album. That's good. That's another good band well, for sure. Uh, reggae, reggae. If you do reggae right, you can't do reggae right. wrong. Is kind of the way I look at it. If you do it right, you cannot do it wrong. It's hard to make a bad reggae song if you do. Well, it right. according to Dylan Gerard, there's no good reggae songs. <laughs> and. and and that's the downside. There's a lot of people don't like it. But if you like reggae and you do, you just follow the style. 
it's a music that's well, going to make also, you happy. It can, so it's it can do, do two wrong. things. It can put you in a good mood. It also can lull you to sleep. Because it's the same. How do you go? Because that, like, that, it's got that beat to it. It's all the same beats. Like, I forgot how Steered Up goes, but it's like, wah, wah, wah. And then the same. <laughs> Great song. So, all right. So we yeah. are at 60 minutes. And it is 9.56. So just to remind everybody, the question of the day to get two records from Brandon and I for free is what animal did we run across on a pick? And we're going to put the question on the Beard of Vinyl page on Facebook. First one to answer the correct answer. We'll get your information and send it out to you. Um, our schedule's a little bit different this week, correct? Yeah, it is. It's a lot different this week. You know what? Our schedule's been a lot mm-hmm. different lately. This Who? soccer's killing me, man. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Thursday good. night is... Who's Thursday night? Is that uh, Supernaw? Thank you, Supernaw. Brandon's on week. at... Uh, Brandon Supernaw, not Brandon Finley. Brandon Supernaw's on tomorrow. We'll be on Friday night. And I think I am going to do a ton of soundtracks. I haven't told you yet. I got a bunch of soundtracks. Um, I think most of my stuff's going to be soundtrack. I'm going to do like a whole soundtrack edition on my end. And Brandon's going to, of course, bring all the OGs and stuff that you guys love. So, love. <laughs> love. What'd you do? Find a soundtrack pick? Ah, I went and got a whole box of them. Um, this week from yesterday from and today's. Yeah, uh, he called me. Says you. I got a whole smack of these suckers, and I picked about forty to fifty of the soundtracks. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Man. I'm going to surprise you. Well, I got one here. album that I, I got one album I know that you part. definitely want. I'm not going to tell you on the on the uh, podcast. It's, well, tell me some of the albums. Tell our fans what some. I'm just of the kidding. It's Rainbow Two. Friday night. I know. Oh, that's baller, bro. Okay, so I'll just give you. Uh, I'll give you a tidbit what of this stuff because a lot of this stuff is high end. Halloween. OG Halloween oh, Two, good. The Shining, uh-huh. Clash of the Titans, ET. Remember the uh, Runaway with uh, Gene Simmons in it. I don't know if you guys remember that movie with Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons. Fantastic movie. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, all the Raiders of the Lost Arks movies. Um, I got a Fantasia. It's a three LP. You wait. You got all of the yes Indiana Jones except for Dark. Was it the Crystal? Crystal Skulls, whatever. Uh, yeah, um, I got a Fantasia. Yeah, I got a fan. Will, I got a man. Fantasia one. <laughs> It's the OG copy. It's in mono. It's three LPs, and it's got a booklet. And this thing looks like a box set. It's fantastic. It's one of the best Disney albums I've ever come across, and it's it's immaculate. So I got that. Um, what else? What else? I can't remember. I know I got like 40 or 50. I got like 40 to 50 records of soundtracks. Oh, Man, The Dark Crystal. Bro. Oh, I got Dune. Dune and The Dark Crystal. Those are fantastic. Uh, Christine, 
I'm so excited about you having the Indiana Jones ones that I'm <laughs> like. Still I thought you'd be more excited about Rainbow. Thinking. I think Christine I'm excited about all is, of them. Christine's are, a good one. I got cool. The Fog, which is a John Carpenter movie. Um, there's a couple more. I'm just off the top of my head. That's what I ran off. So it's going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be one of the nicest soundtrack shows I've ever done. So it's going to be the best soundtrack it's, show you've ever it's done. It's pretty. Like. It's pretty legit. I'll be honest with you. I'm pretty excited because you know how I love them. That's and too you love legit them too. Honestly. Too quick. I did, but you got better. I didn't get better. I just got luckier. Yeah, you. I don't. Just went I don't. Them. I don't go out and look for them. Like if I'm in a record store, I'll go to. Oh, I don't do. specifically go you to a store do. looking for soundtracks. That's what I don't. That's what I don't do. But if they have a soundtrack section, I'm going to flip through it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go out looking for it. But I'm, what I'm saying is my goal is not to go get soundtracks. It just happened that Will called me. Hey, I got a buttload of soundtracks. Come by the store. So that's what I did. Well, I'm going to have to call Will and say, Will. Well, he also like you told him. He said that you told him that you were letting him. Uh, this is, a, I guess, when you were there, got all his RSD records. He said, well, if that's more Freddie's thing. So that's why he called me. Because he's because he's you specifically said Freddie likes uh-huh. the soundtracks. You did. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. I don't like to admit when I'm not. <laughs> well, you better. I better take advantage to record all this because it's not very often. <laughs> that I'm not. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. So we'll be on Friday know. night at seven, and then back to our usual time the following week at Saturday at seven. Go Gators. Yeah. Yes. Before we leave, you know what mm. soundtrack I want? Wayne's World, dude. Wayne's World. I cannot find that OG. Well, we'll have to keep at, keep an eye out, buddy. That's like my that's I think that's my favorite comedy movie of all time, and it's got a Wayne's World. Your, your favorite comedy of all time? Yeah. We, oh boy. I think so. Yeah. What's wrong with mm-hmm. that? That's a great movie. I give my right eye. I see what you did there. Doesn't it explain a little bit about my humor, though, that that would be my favorite movie, like comedy? I got. Because it is. Hey, Wayne, I got you a gun rack. A gun rack? I do not even own a gun, (laughs) let alone a plethora of guns, which would necessitate an entire rack. You bought me a gun rack. I love that whole scene, then. Then of course, then, then of course, she's, Jimmy. She's mental. <laughs> and then of course, Jimmy Hendrix comes on, and he's doing the Foxy Lady. Garth is doing the Foxy Lady thing. Anyway, we're rambling on. No, no, let's let's continue to talk about Wayne's World because it's making me laugh. The Floby, it's joyful, and it's a great movie. Well, she will be mine. Well, oh yes. How about when someone told us that? When they watched us in your uh, in your house with the old school wood grain in the background, it reminded of the Wayne's World show when we were doing one of our auctions. I I love it. I love every <laughs> bit about it. You know, another great line from that movie is towards the beginning of the movie. It's like, okay, w- this is the sucking cut. Well, it certainly does <laughs> suck. <laughs> oh, son of a gun. <laughs> It slays me, slays me. 
Trivia question. Noah's Arcade. What about it? The guy who owns Noah's Arcade is also in another one of my favorite comedy movies ever. Do you know uh, what movie I it is? I don't. I probably know the movie. I don't know he, what he's in, though. He's the guy that owns the arcade in that movie. And he is plays a boss in another movie. Very, very famous comedy from. Dude, if you don't tell me the answer, tell me the answer. I don't. I don't. I I can't think. I'll give you a hint. I'll give it. I'll give you a hint. If you tune into television in the next month or so, you'll start to see it on TV. Okay. I'm gonna make you look at TV. You don't have any problems with that. I do that all the time anyway. Hey, you do. You oh, yeah. Barbarians. Fantastic on Netflix, guys. If you like any kind of Rome, strategic army, fighting, gore, it's fantastic. Or it's only got sometimes. a little bit of it. Most of it's in English. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Dope anyway. English. See you guys. <laughs> answer, answer the question. Christmas vacation. What about it? Oh, Christmas Vacation. That's the answer to the question. I'm trying to think, what was he in on Christmas Vacation? No, that was the dad, the grandfather. He, he, he's Chevy Chase's Oh, boss. that's right. The Jelly Month of the Club. Oh, Jelly Club of the Month. Yeah. <laughs> jelly of the Month. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Yep. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Merry Christmas. Bag Merry Christmas. of monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably my favorite movie. I like it when uh, they're in the the Walmart or whatever, and uh, he's like, he's like, hey, you know, uh, I didn't. uh, We were going to ask, but you know, could you help out with the kids' presents? He's like, oh, you know, you know, sure. He goes, oh, I got a list. The list hits the floor like it rolls down like a scroll, and then Clark puts the light bulbs down. And uh, then he throws the big ass bag of dog food on top of it, and it crunches it. And he goes, "Clark, why don't you get something for yourself too?" <laughs> oh man, nice that's a good movie. <laughs> the best part of that movie, it, it it just reminds me of how I feel a lot of times inside. It's you could see him getting a little bit angrier mm-hmm. all the time, but he never lets it go. And when he snaps, I laugh so hard because I feel that way all the time. Like, I'm just going to snap one day like that. Since we're, talk- <laughs> just listening to him Since we're talking about the me. National Lampoon, the first one, my I, I do this to Jennifer all the time because I think it's hilarious. But I said, uh, my favorite scene is when they're at Cousin's, Cousin, Ed, what is it? Cousin, Cousin Eddie's house. Cousin Eddie. And the daughter of Clark is out there on the teeter totter with uh, Ed's Ed's daughter. <laughs> and they're talking about, he goes, uh, yeah. she goes, uh, I can French kiss. She goes, everybody could do that. Yeah. But my dad said, I'm the best. So I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that one got me. Every time I see that, it makes you, it just cracks me up. Cause I think it's something that you just don't expect. Yeah, definitely don't <laughs> expect that. I've I've wanted them to make a sequel to Christmas Vacation for years because you know they made the the sequel to 
regular vacation, which was which actually was pretty it? good, to be honest. Vacation. They I saw your vacation. I saw National Pin, and I saw the one where they go to Vegas. Well, yeah, but there's actually a vacation. This oh, I did see that one. That one is fun. It wasn't as good though. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it's all right. I enjoyed it, man. But I want I want them to make it with him as at Christmas time I have Clark and then visit him. <laughs> Wearing the white shoes I think from that would Eddie. Be great. I think it would be great. Yeah, you could have cousin Eddie show up. Oh man, come on. As old people, that'd be hilarious. It would. All right. Well, we're gonna actually we're gonna try to get Will in next show, I believe, is what we were talking about from Well, Shut only up, if he man. gives me soundtracks. You can't have everything, Brandon. <laughs> I can. I want it all. right. All. Good night, guys. Check us out on Facebook Friday night, Vinyl Live TV, and also on Bearded Vinyl. And we'll send that question out tonight, and whoever answers, we'll send you some records. Anything else, B? All right. Hey, you want to close this out? We'll bring the noise. All right. He's going to bring yeah, the noise with Public Enemy and Anthrax, one of the best compilation songs of all time, in my opinion. And that is <laughs> not really. <laughs> All right, Nevada. Brandon, that's so good, dude.